Welcome to the Higher Ed Jobs Podcast, Playlist Edition. I'm Andy Hevel, the Chief Operating Officer and one of the co-founders of Higher Ed Jobs. And I'm Kelly Sherwin, the Director of Editorial Strategy. We're joined by Richard Sachs today, who's going to add a record number of additions to our playlist that you can find on Spotify. So if you go to Spotify and you, you search for Higher Ed Jobs, I think you just have to put Higher Ed Jobs in there, you'll find our playlist. It's basically a list of songs that we feel reflect job search and careers in higher education. And I think we're committed to the belief that every job search and career needs a soundtrack. And we're trying to put that together. So Richard, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. And music remains a daily part of my life. So I'm looking forward to sharing some ideas. When we had you on the podcast, we talked a little bit about music. And we found out of your great love of music and wanted to have you back on to talk about what songs you'd like to add to the playlist. Sure. The first song I would like to suggest is from Steve Earle, and it's called The Revolution Starts Now. I think that's really appropriate because we're often saying, oh, I need to learn Spanish, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. One of my teachers at University of Michigan was Enoch Brader, and he is the premier Samuel Beckett scholar in the country. When he lectures on waiting for Godot, people always say, who's Godot? You're the Beckett scholar. And he goes, no, you've missed the point. Godot never shows up. Everybody's waiting for Godot. And his argument is Beckett is saying, that's the human condition. We're going to move to Florida. We're going to move to California. We never really do. But we're complaining about living in Ohio. We're waiting for Godot. So to me, what the revolution starts now says to me is, avoid waiting for Godot, Richard. Get it done now. The revolution in your class, the fact that you're not going to lecture 90% of the time, you're going to make students more active with these new pedagogical things that you're going to do. The revolution starts now. This is when it's got to go. Or you can't say, oh, in two years, we're going to revise this program. What about the students who are going through it now? The revolution starts now, damn it. Get it going. And Steve Earle does that to me in that song. Love that. Great addition. Can I move on to a second song? Absolutely. So Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart off his third album. I love the song. It really has three different parts in a six or seven minute song. I love the fact that Ron Wood, who later became the lead guitarist for the Rolling Stones, is still playing with Rod Stewart and Faces at this time. And it's got one of the greatest literary references ever. I won't quote, you know, Dickens, Shelley, or Keats, because it's all been said before. Make the best out of the bad. Just laugh it off. Ha! I didn't want to come here anyway. So remember, every picture tells a story. But that idea, and again, Rod Stewart as a Scots-Irish Brit quoting three premier 19th century English writers. Dickens, the novelist, and Shelley and Keats, the poets. And I think that's a great point because educated people, we have language in our head all the time, and we're spewing out this beautiful language back and forth to each other. But for him to say, it's been said before, I'm, I'm not going to repeat it. I just think that's a great, great point for at least a lit prof. And every picture does tell a story. The third song I'd move on to is So Many Roads by The Grateful Dead. I won't tell you about my history with The Grateful Dead. I did see them eight times between 1973 and 93. They disbanded in 1995 when Garcia died. 
but they still continue to play in certain iterations, although I think this will be the last summer for Dead and Company with Bob Weir and the two drummers. In so many roads, Garcia writes this late in his life. He he wrote it at age 50, he died at 53. And he just talks about all the traveling that he's done and the fact that he's a vagabond on the road. And I think for many of us who are gypsy academics, that's a really poignant way to describe, you know, all the things we've been to. And it's incredibly sad. And there is a YouTube version of it. He died August of 95. The last concert was July 9th of 95 in Chicago. And there's a version on YouTube that's just gorgeous of so many roads. And my adult kids have made that my my nickname, Richard, so many roads, Sachs. <laughs> um, and I have friends across the country. But to me, I was married for 17 years, divorced for six, married for 18 years, and now divorced for two. But I look at other people who married their high school sweethearts, and in their 60s, they're still married, and they worked at one place for 45 years. I think that's beautiful. I kind of wish that had been my life, but it wasn't. <laughs> Instead, my life was so many roads. And so again, I can sit here and complain about it. I can say, wow, how fascinating a new group of people to get to know. And finally, Vagabond Virgin, which is a gorgeous, just a beautiful song by Traffic. It's really Dave Mason's song. And I think he played it more as an individual artist than Traffic did. It's got a lot of lines that you can't say anymore. So I'm not going to get into it deeply. But what it does show is falling in love and what we seek through intimacy. Um, of course, the sexual passion of intimacy but also the sense of belonging and the sense of caring and the sense of all is right with the world, at least temporarily, you know, for these 30 minutes or this hour. And I, I think Vagabond Virgin does a beautiful job of that. So again, The Revolution starts now by Steve Earle. Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart, So Many Roads, The Grateful Dead, and Vagabond Virgin by Traffic featuring Dave Mason. Thank you. I, I love to talk about music. Music is a daily part of my life. I can't imagine it without. And I, I, I do sing in the shower. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we were talking about summer and the, this episode airing, I will say one of my essential parts about summer is music is best enjoyed live. Yes. And being able to get out and listen to the acts that are touring over the summer, like Dead & Company. I have to ask you guys, what are you guys seeing this summer? What's on your concert list? Well, it's exciting over in the household here. For me, we are seeing Taylor Swift. So my daughter is already picking out outfits for me and asking which album I'll be dressing like. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that at Soldier Field. Can, can you share with our audience what, what you're leaning towards as far as that goes? I haven't decided yet. Stay tuned. Stay okay. tuned. Your yes. daughter hasn't decided for you. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That, that, there's the cliffhanger. That's what keeps everybody coming back. What yes. will Kelly be wearing yes. to the Taylor Swift concert? I'll write an article. Can I share my, my Taylor Swift anecdote? Yes. Three or four yeah. years ago, I'm a finalist for the presidency at Reading Area Community College in Reading, PA. And there's a local guy who's head of the board of trustees, and he takes me around to all the various groups that speak with me during the day. As we were, I think, eating lunch together, he said, oh, you know, I had Taylor Swift as a 13-year-old sing the national anthem at a Boy Scout dinner. 
Apparently, Taylor Swift grew up in Wyomissing, PA, which is just across the river from Reading. It's really part of the Reading area. You know, he's he's a great public leader. This guy he owns a couple Italian restaurants. He's chair of the board at the community college. He does work for Boy Scouts. So with this Boy Scouts dinner, he needed somebody to sing the national anthem, and the person backed out. And then somebody said, there's this really beautiful, talented 13-year-old. Her name is Taylor Swift. He's like, sure, bring her on. So he meets her. She is delightful. She sings. And at the end of the evening, he thought, what a beautiful young woman. What a delightful young woman. But she can't sing real well. I don't see <laughs> So, yeah, we had a big laugh because he said, I clearly am not a talent agent. (laughs) But it was nice to know that somebody with that kind of notoriety, at least when she was a young teen, she was very modest and very kind and very accommodating. So that's my Taylor Swift story. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. I do have to say for this summer, for me, I'm very excited about seeing Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band at Wrigley Field. But I'm actually crossing something off my bucket list for concerts, which is actually getting to see a show at Madison Square Garden this summer, which I've never done before. And I've always wanted to be able to do. I've I've read histories of most of the old Rust Belt cities because I had a major NEH grant in 2001 during Detroit's tricentennial. And one of the books I read on New York, I learned that the current Madison Square Garden is actually the fourth Madison Square Garden at that site on 33rd Street. Say it ain't and so. the classic Madison Square Garden, the truly beautiful one, was the second one, which was torn down and urban renovated out of existence, unfortunately. So when was this last one built? Then? I think in the 70s would be my guess. That's what it looks like on the outside wow. anyway. And you still have the train station underneath, which they've, I don't know if you've been there recently, they've totally redone it now. And it, it has more access to the outside. But... When you go to certain things, I don't know if you've ever been to the Auditorium Theater in Chicago. Yes. I mean, there are beautiful, beautiful places to see concerts. The current Madison Square Garden, I think, might be a disappointment because it's just a modern arena. Completely. That's all it is. There's no charm to it whatsoever. And that was a disappointment to me in the 70s because I thought Madison Square Garden is going to be gorgeous. But no, it's just a modern arena on top of a train station. So. Basically, the message I'm getting is sell my tickets before I get disappointed. <laughs> oh, no, no, no you, you could still go there. Um, you did mention, though, Andy, that you wanted to go to Red Rocks, and that is worth it. That is one of the most extraordinary places to see music. American Indians used to do music there in the 19th century. Oh, so wow. there's a tradition up there on. And, and again, Denver's at 5,000 feet. You're in Morrison. You're probably at 6,500 or 7,000 feet. But as you come up to Red Rocks, you look back and you can see the Platte Valley in Denver and everything's twinkling. Oh, wow. Wow. And you're 40 minutes from downtown Denver. And you've got this red sandstone creating an amphitheater on each side. It's really extraordinary. My favorite outdoor venue. I've heard it's amazing. I haven't been there yet. We should ask our listeners, have any of you seen a concert at Red Rocks and what has it been? Please let us know. Please email us at podcast at higheredjobs.com or tweet us 
at Higher Ed Jobs. And also let us know if there's songs you want to add to the playlist. We've definitely added some to the playlist from some of our, our listeners who had awesome, awesome suggestions. But Richard, thank you again for joining us. And we really appreciate your amazing musical taste, but your incredible musical knowledge. You definitely took the playlist episode to a completely different level. So thank you. Thank you, Richard. I was a radio disc jockey once in the 1970s at Haverford College, WHRC. And I like the disc jockeys who totally surround you with knowledge about the piece. Well, thank you. When we start considering higher ed jobs radio, we'll definitely be in touch when we're looking for for disc jockeys. (laughs) Thank you again. Um, I, I shouldn't tell you I work for free. Um, We we might need to negotiate salary. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Thank you, Richard. It's been nice talking to you. Take care. And thank you all for listening. We look forward to talking soon.